Three, two, one. From Rapid City, South Dakota, hosted by Josh Van Volkenberg Gernert. This is the Hard Rocker Podcast Network. My name is Josh Van Valkenberg Gernert. I'm here with another edition of our Coaches Show here down in the KTAC studio. Today's first guest is head coach of the football team, Charlie Floor. Thanks for joining me this morning. Thanks, Josh. Uh, just kind of getting started, obviously you're coming off a big win Saturday. Um, you pretty much dominated all phases of the game. What was it kind of like to just see your team go out and perform like that? You know, it was great to see. You know, I, I think a lot of it goes back to our team meeting Monday night. Uh, you know, our kids were locked in, they were focused. Uh, we, you know, we knew what the task at hand was. You know, we knew the uh, importance of the football game. You know, obviously a big rivalry game. They're coming off a three-game win streak and, and beat some teams pretty convincingly. You know, they beat Colorado Mesa the week before on a last-second field goal, you know, to a team that, that we had lost to. So, you know, our kids were locked in. They were focused. You know, I think they were a little hungry uh, because we had lost the trophy the year before. and. You know, not a fashion that we typically would would lose football games. So, you know, I, I think from our standpoint, you know, is is that first team meeting and, and how our kids prepared and showed up. They were locked in. They were focused. You know, they, they focused on us and not worried about the opponent. You know, we knew we had some things that we needed to get fixed from, you know, the previous game. So, you know, our, our kids are preparing well right now. They're showing up every single day. They're making the most of every opportunity we get together as a football team. And, you know, from my standpoint, it was just fun to watch our kids go out and execute at a pretty high level Saturday night. Sure. Um, the first quarter, there wasn't much scoring. And you kind of scored three straight drives in a row, I believe. Um, you started the end of the first quarter, got a touchdown early in the second, and then two more. What was that kind of like, you know, just to have that much success offensively on back-to-back drives? Yeah, you know, um, the, the scoring in the second quarter, I think, was huge. Uh, you know, obviously the, the first couple of series, I think both teams were trying to figure one another out, what was going to work, what wasn't going to work. You know what different things that each each side of the ball was going to have, and you know I'm proud of our coordinators and how they adjusted well, and and for us to come out and score the way we did in the second quarter was big. You know we knew at uh, the start of the second half we were going to get the football, you know so if we could put some points on the board and and give ourselves a lead, and then again knowing that we're going to get the ball to start the second half, you know is always important. So you know. Great job by our coordinators, made some key adjustments, you know, in, in uh, those two phases of the game. And, you know, for us to, to shut them out the first half and then to be up 21 to nothing to go into halftime, um, you know, was huge for us. Yeah, and then up 21-0, Black Hill State kind of put together a little bit of a drive. They had what looked like it was going to be a pretty clear running touchdown from their quarterback. And J.J. Nelson, I think it was, came in and stripped the ball at the one. How big of a play was that? Because that did feel like there might have been a little bit of momentum shift. Yeah, no doubt about it. You know, what a great play by J.J. Nelson. Uh, Again, we talk about attitude and effort all the time within our program, and, you know, his attitude's been great. You know, he's earlier in the game he he had given up some deep balls and – uh, but didn't let him phase him. And in his effort on that play specifically, you know, I think we'll – um, you know, be one of the top, you know, five plays within that football game. And that's the one thing I think everybody will remember from that is, you know, he sprinted 
from the backside and came over and, and uh, hit the quarterback on the one-yard line and popped the ball free. And, you know, I think after that play, it kind of took the, the wind out of their sails a little bit. Uh, you know, we really didn't do anything with it offensively. But, you know, I, with, with the field change and, and different things like that, for them not scoring, you know, on that particular drive, you know, was huge from the momentum standpoint. And I think that really filtered into the fourth quarter and allowed us to kind of finish that football game. Yeah, and then you mentioned the offense didn't wind up doing with it, but you flipped the field. Jaden had a 73-yard punt, I think, right after that. What has it kind of been like for, obviously, he probably wasn't the planned punter going into the season, but he's performed so well in that role in addition to his play at quarterback. Yeah, you know, he's he's done a great job. He's, you know, one of those kids that, Coach, whatever you need me to do, I'll do. Uh, you know, so he stepped up and helped us out on some special team side of things. You know, he's he spent a lot of time. Uh, with our, our younger players, with our younger quarterbacks, and, and trying to develop, you know, some continuity uh, within the offensive side of the football. And he's really stepped up the leadership side of things. And, you know, obviously not knowing, you know, not being on the defensive side, but, you know, he spends a lot of time talking with the defensive captains and, you know, how he can, you know, make make things a little a better, you know, some way, shape, or form just from a leadership standpoint. So, you know, Jaden's just one of those kids that, you know, is not afraid to put his best foot forward and, you know, such a giving kid and, you know, do, do whatever he can to make our football team better. And speaking of Jaden, the last two games, he's really gotten it going again on the ground, which hasn't necessarily been the case the first couple of games of the year. How much, how much more does that add to the game plan and how much – how much harder does that make it for the defense to account for what he does? Yeah, I think it just makes us a little bit more difficult to prepare, uh, you know, with, with his ability to, to make some plays when plays are broken down. You know, we have a few design runs for him. Uh, but with his running ability, it's it's opened up some other things, you know. And then you got guys like Jalen Fry and, and Ty Harris and, you know, Dawson Dunbar, you know, you were able to see a little bit, you know, this past Saturday night. And, you know, we've, we've got some good running backs as well. So when you when you add in the, the QB and the QB run game, uh, it just makes us a little bit more difficult to defend. And, you know, it all starts up front. You know, those guys did a phenomenal job this past Saturday night. You know, they've continued to get better, uh, which has been great to see. And they've opened up some big running lanes for whoever's running the football. Yeah, you could really see that. I think that was probably maybe the best O-line performance maybe this year and maybe in a while from this team. There were just so many times where there's just gaping holes on that Ty Harris run. I mean, he could have run double the amount. Of, I mean, I don't think he got touched that entire 65-yard run. What was it like to see them just dominate the game like that? You know, it, it was great to see. You know, Coach Stevens has done a really good job of, of developing continuity with those guys. You know, they spend a lot of time together in the film room. Uh, by themselves and, you know, just, just try and make sure that they're getting the things that they need to to, to be very productive, um, you know, and, and that group's continued to get better. Um, you know, we're, we're really athletic. Our guys move around extremely well, and, and we challenge those guys. You know, we were probably more upset about – you know, the, the third and short that we didn't get than, than anything else. And, you know, in the offensive line, they own it. You know, they they know that they've got to be better in those certain situations. But, you know, they've continued to wear people out up front. And, you know, that's like like I mentioned before is, you know, the staple of our program is always going to be trying to win the line of scrimmage week in and week out. And, you know, I felt this past Saturday the offensive line and the defensive line, you know, really made a statement in regards to the physicality that we can play with. Yeah, you just hit on my next question. I was going to switch over to the defensive line. But most coaches would tell you 
that those are probably the two areas you got to start with to have success are the O-line and the D-line. How big was it just to see them both be able to come through and play like that? I think the defensive line had four sacks, seven tackles for loss. There were a couple huge fourth down stops too. Yeah, Coach Winter and his staff's done a really good job of, you know, looking at, at who we are as a personnel. You know, have had to change some things up. Um, you know, probably brought a little bit more pressure um, in that football game than we would traditionally want to do. But, you know, it, it's who we who we had to be in that specific football game. And, and we knew if we could get the quarterback rattled, you know, it was going to play to our benefit. And, you know, you, you got guys flying around playing extremely hard, uh, you know, Taylor Hoyer, Caleb Franklin, you know, O2 Afu, those those guys, you know, did a great job of, you know, kind of settling and, and putting some pressure on the quarterback. And then, you know, with our linebacker core and guys that we move around and play some, you know, defensive line as well as linebackers. And we were, you know, moving those guys around with, with uh, Hunter Newsom, Jacob Schwab, Elijah Davis. You know, I could go on and on. You know, those guys were very instrumental with our success on the defensive side in creating those negative plays, you know, that, ultimately, you know, helped us win that football game. Yeah, and those guys might not always get credit for the tackle. It seemed like a lot of the times that's Caleb Tischler and Casey Knutson winding up with that stat. But, man, they, those guys just fly around and are always near the ball. Yeah, it was good to see those guys go out and compete. You know, the the one thing we're, we're going to continue to stress in our football program is, you know, we, you only get 60 minutes. Uh, a football game to go out and, and play hard. And, you know, you could just tell from the opening kickoff our, our kids, you know, had intent. They were going to go, they were going to play extremely hard, do everything that they possibly could to win that football game. And, you know, and that's something that, that we strive for every single day is, you know, you've got to put your best foot forward. You've got to go out and compete on every single snap. You've got to do your job. And, you know, it was it was fun to watch those guys play extremely hard on the defensive side couple things that you guys have done really well, not just this year, but going back, you know, you're basically your whole tenures. One is penalties. I mean, you guys are one of the least penalties, penalized teams in the RMAC and in the country. I think you're top 10 in penalties, top 10 in penalty yards, and that's pretty much been the case for three years now. What do you just owe that to? I think a lot of it is our, just discipline. Uh, you know, you got to have discipline in, in everything that you do, everyday life. You know, you've got to have some structure. Uh, you know, the, there's some things that we've still got to get cleaned up. You know, I know we had two late hits out of bounds in, in that football game, which can cost you, you know, in, in, some, in some closer games. So, you know, there's some things that we've got to continue to get cleaned up. Uh, but, you know, our kids take a lot of pride in that is, you know, we try and, and play as, as clean of a football game as we can, knowing that those penalties in some critical times can hurt you. And, you know, there, there were a few of them. Uh, luckily, they were, you know, where they had happened were on their side of the field. And, you know, yes, 15 yards is really important, but it wasn't a situation where it was putting them from the open field down into the red zone. So, you know, it's um, – Something I'm very proud of, our staff's very proud of, is, you know, we've got good kids. Uh, they're disciplined in what they do. And, you know, from a recruiting standpoint, we feel that's very important is, is go and find those kids that are going to be very disciplined, very tough, very gritty, and, and making sure we're doing the things that we need to that aren't going to hurt our overall football team. Yeah, and then another one is converting third downs on offense. You're converting at 54.9% right now. That's six in the nation. How important, I know that's such an important thing to be able to do and to put yourself in position to get to convertible third downs. 
Yeah, uh, from a third down standpoint, you know, those conversion downs are huge, uh, you know, especially when you look at the way the uh, the new clock rules have been. Uh, we talk about keeping our offense on the field as, as best as we can. And, you know, I'm not big in the whole time of possession type thing. It's obviously, you know, beneficial to have the ball in your hands than it is the other team's hands. So, you know, if we can keep our offense off the field, it keeps our defense, you know, on the sideline where they can continue to make adjustments. Uh, you know, our, our offensive staff has done a really good job of, you know, setting a, uh, a plan every single week of, of third downs. Uh, we've got to continue to be better in certain areas. You know, honestly, probably our weakest link is, is the third and short standpoint. We're doing a good job of converting third and mediums and third and longs. Uh, we've got to get a little bit better from a third and short standpoint. You know, a lot of it is, uh, you know, we're able to make some plays, but we're also, you know, able to, to – make some plays when things break down. So, you know, you'll see Jaden scramble, not force the football when things aren't there. So if he's able to use his legs a little bit, you know, that's obviously helped out as well. But, you know, our offensive line's done a really good job of protecting our quarterback, keeping him upright, and giving him an opportunity to convert those third downs. Sure. Uh, before we move on to next week, let's talk a little bit about the wide receiver group. Um, you know, that was, I mean, coming into the season, it was like, how do we replace Isaiah? How do we replace Jeremiah? But man, Ben, Mason, Henry Dryden, you've just had a bunch of guys step up. How important has that been just for, you know, over the overall offense and continuing to give Jaden weapons? Yeah, you know, the... Um from that standpoint, you know, it's it, it's always tough. You know, you look at your roster and, and you know, you you lose two guys that were very productive from our team. And, uh, you know, we really, really challenged our kids within our own program. Uh, you know, the one guy you didn't mex mention is Max Hudson. You know, Max had a, a phenomenal game this past Saturday. He stepped up and, and made some big critical plays, you know, had two touchdown passes in that game, had some other critical catches. Uh, and he really stepped up knowing that he was the next man up within our football team, and he wanted to make the most of every opportunity. And, and then you mentioned Henry. That's done a really good job of, again, kind of taking that role from um, Jake Leone last year and, and, and catching some balls at tight end and doing a lot of different things. Mason Galbraith's done a phenomenal job. And then, you know, bringing a guy like Ben Nolan that, you know, had some games uh, of experience up at Northern State and, you know, had an opportunity to come in here and, and not necessarily press, but was able to come in, learn our offense, build some continuity with our quarterbacks. And, you know, he's he's done a great job of, of you know, creating plays and, and uh, you know, not saying he's the go-to guy, but, you know, um, I think what we've been able to do is just show everybody that we've got a lot of weapons. Uh, we didn't have to go out and find guys to replace the kids that we had had, uh, had in our program. But we really just challenge the kids within our own program that, you know, hey, you've been here for a couple of years. Now it's your opportunity. How are you going to step up, accept the challenge? And, you know, up to this point, I feel those guys really have. Sure. Uh, looking at the schedule, this was obviously a pretty critical three-game stretch. You had at Black Hill State, and now you have Western, and then next week, Colorado Mines. Right now, Western's 5-0. and They were number 17, I believe, last week. We'll see where they are when the rankings come out this week. But what are you kind of seeing from them on film, and how do you think you can exploit them? Yeah, uh, Coach Baines uh, has done a really good job with, with the Western Colorado team. Um, you know, I know last year they didn't finish the way that they wanted to, and, and he did a really good job of looking at his roster, uh, building you know um, his roster around their core values and, and what they, they want as a football team. Uh, 
when you look at them on film, they, they probably play as hard as anybody that I've seen on film up to this point. Uh, they're extremely physical. They run around extremely well. They've got athletes running all the way around the field. Uh, you know, it's it's going to take us a, a full, complete game, uh, a full 60-minute football game of us playing fundamentally sound football game, playing assi- assignment sound football, uh, knowing it's going to be a dogfight. You know, they're they're playing extremely well right now. Like you'd mentioned, they're five and zero. They're three and zero in the conference. They're tied for first place, and you know they're on a mission to go uh, try and win an RMAC championship. You know, last year we were able to go down there and beat them on their home field uh, for their homecoming. Um, and I know that's going to leave a sour taste in their mouth. And, and uh, you know, he's going to have those kids ready to go. They're going to come up here and uh, play extremely hard. And, and that's the one thing that, you know, when we meet tonight at 5 o'clock, we're really going to stress to our kids is, you know, yes, it's a football team that's going to come in and, and play extremely hard, um, you know, play extremely physical. They're hungry to continue with what they've, you know, sustained up to this point. You know, but I feel our kids have done a really good job of preparing for them, you know, for themselves and again we've got to look at the film and and make some schematic you know changes in regards to what we feel is going to work best about them but how are we going to continue to improve you know what 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 needs to be done from our standpoint to not make the same mistakes from really week five to week six and you know trust in the process every single day trying to you know get to practice making sure we're doing everything we can to make sure we're putting our best foot forward knowing it's going to be you know a very tough game against a top you know, probably 15 team in the country. All right. Thank you so much for joining me today, Coach Floor. I don't have any other questions for you. All right. Thanks, Josh. My second guest today is head director of golf. I always mess that up. You're not a head coach. You're director of golf, Luke Wheeler. Thanks for joining us this morning. Um, just kind of getting started and talk a little bit about, you know, just what you, I guess what you've been pleased with so far and where you think some areas of improvement are for your teams. Well, I mean, we both were – Two tournaments deep for both squads. Um, uh, on the women's side, we're we're playing pretty well right now. It's uh, we know that we could be better during our tournaments. So uh, the good thing is, is that the the women they recognize that. Um, talking to a few people lately, you know, after the last couple of tournaments, they've you know, hey, you guys shot really great scores and all that. I said, yeah, you know, we have. Um, two years ago, we would have been absolutely ecstatic with with, with our scores. Um, now we know that you know what we can do better, and uh, the girls know that, and so uh, that's our that's our plan of attack for the next two tournaments in Pueblo and Billings is to get to the spot where we need to be, where we're in contention. Um, you know, down in Utah. You know, typically in the past, after that first day we're usually out of the tournament. Um, even though we shoot good scores for us, uh, we're usually out of the tournament. We were only nine shots out out of that first day. So that was a good um, morale booster for them, uh, knowing that, hey, we're still in this thing. We went out, we played better the second day. Unfortunately, so did everybody else. Uh, same thing the third day. So we got to get to that spot where we're playing – better if not way better than the other others other schools to get to get in contention for uh for the title top three what have you um on the guys side we just need to find some consistency um we're we're kind of all over the map and that's not being uh being mean or being down on them or anything we're, we're just trying to find um find our five guys that are going to go and compete um 
losing three seniors from last year, it, it's tough to to roll in. You know, you have a plan before the season. Hey, these guys should be it, and then maybe not, maybe so. You know, that's that's what the fall is for. So we're trying to find find who's going to want to step up and who's going to want to compete and who wants to be a leader on the team. So, sure. Um, let's focus on the women first. Um, I've, you mentioned they got the win at the home tournament. That's, I think, the third win now in the last two years. Um, and then you kind of mentioned the Westminster tournament. They were consistent, I mean, all three rounds. You know, there in the past there's been some, you know, in, inconsistency, I guess, where – you know, you'll shoot 15 strokes better or in a second round. But they were pretty consistent throughout all three rounds, and I think there was slight improvement from round one to round two. And then again, how important is it to have just that consistency that you kind of mentioned? It, well, it's huge because, I mean, that's basically, you know, your, your scores. You, you take four out of the top five. You need those four to be – you need four to be consistent every single day. Um yeah, someone might have just a, a crap round, then that's why you you take the four. So we we did what we had to do to the our home tournament to win it. Um, you know, tough golf course, uh, tough. I mean, walking that course and playing that course for three straight days that's that's a it's a grind. Um, and they won't play another course like that the rest of the season. So they have that in the back. You know, it's it's over and done with. We won't have to deal with anything like that ever again for the rest of the year. So, and that showed going into Westminster's tournament. Um, and you know, the competition there was good. Um, you know, we have best teams from the West Region and Armac, and uh, and so it it was a little bit of a eye opener for us. And oh, hey, this is where we need to be if we want to get to this position. So, um, girls have been working hard. And um, hopefully we'll we'll see that in Pueblo next week. Hopefully I don't say her name wrong, but is it Kenzie Schrader or Kenzie Schroeder? Schroeder. Okay, Kenzie Schroeder. How important is her just early play as a as a young you know freshman basically helped out you know having her as a consistent third or fourth? No, she's been good. Um, I mean, she has lived up to my expectations of her. Um, as was Adelie Lloyd and Allison Kaler and even Kyra Allen, uh, my four freshmen. Um, they've all come in and done what I expected them to do. And the good thing is, is like I said earlier, they, they're disappointed in the way they're playing. So they know they can be better. Um, I know they can be better, and it's just going to be better for the team in the long run when we have all of them competing uh, for spots on the top five. I mean, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a dogfight, and and that's what we need as a program to to get better. And that's probably a good thing, right? Being able to kind of bring them along slowly with Rihanna and Annika still here, and kind of being able to show them what it's like to be a college golfer. Yep. Yeah. I mean, along with Annika and Rihanna, you know, and Maya and Laura, I mean, those four have deserved and earned their spots right now. Um, and they're playing well enough to keep them. And so, I mean, like, you know, the competition's good and the competition's there. And so the, it's going to be fun to watch. I mean, might mix some things up here and there coming, coming up. I mean, that's what the fall is for, just to kind of see who, who steps up and who performs in a spot. So, um, 
because you never know during the winter whether we're going to get time to be outside to evaluate and do qualifying rounds and stuff like that. So fall's a huge, huge time for us. And so now, now's the time for them to, to step up and show what they can do. Sure. Jumping back to the men's side, they also had a pretty good performance at the home tournament. But it wasn't their first. They kind of had CCU to be able to get ready. But a third-place finish and beating some teams that you probably haven't in the past, what what was, I guess, your biggest takeaway for, from them? For them, I mean, the, the first tournament at CCU, that was, uh, you know, I would say probably three of them hadn't played in a, in a tournament of that caliber. And it showed, um, and and of course, you know that reminds you just like Red Rocks, if not tougher, um, longer. Uh, so it, it was an adjustment, and then rolling into our tournament, you know, there it was still there that they they needed to figure some things out. Um, by no means am I am I disappointed with them, the effort, all that, because you know they're out there grinding as hard as they can and and doing what they need to do um we just need to get more uh i i keep saying consistent but we just need to get better uh from tee to green um and and they know that and so that's why they've been out working hard last few these last few weeks uh their schedule's pretty spread out to where they can get some work in unlike the women's it's pretty compact so we've been working pretty hard uh since our tournament and, you know, they don't play again until Billings in two weeks. So, And then they don't play again until the end of October in Dallas. So it's it's a pretty stretched-out schedule for them. So hopefully they've been taking advantage of it on the, uh, during practice and uh, working on the things they need to work on and so we can get uh, to where we need to be. Yeah. Um, Joseph Vincent is kind of your – he's been your returner who was – he's one of those guys who's kind of been near the top of the record books. How, how important has he been in just trying to, I guess, lead that pack and kind of bring some of those guys along? Well, he, he pretty much shows what we need to shoot if we want to be in contention. Um, he's, he's just a steady Eddie guy that you wouldn't know if he's six over or six under. Um, that's what I'm trying to show these younger kids, how you approach the game and how you approach yourself on the golf course. I mean, yeah, I mean, you get emotional sometimes. You get you get mad. You get ticked off. It is what it is, but you can't let that get to you. And uh, that's what I've been really trying to preach and harp on some of these on the freshmen and stuff like that. It's just like you know what you can't can't worry about it. You, you can't go redo the shot. I mean, let it go and move on. And when they watch Joey play, it's just they're he's ho hum la da da da. You know. <laughs> Is what it is, and I'll, I'll, you know, if I have a bad hole, I'll just go make up for it, and make a birdie on this next one, and so be it. Um, so, no, jo- Joseph's been a great non-vocal leader, I should say, because he doesn't talk a whole lot. Um, he just goes about his business and does his thing, and and hopefully these next couple tournaments, he he comes back to the Joey that we know. Um, he's struggling just a little bit here and there. It's just. Um, so I think Lake Hills for Billings and Billings for him will be a turning point this fall, and because he, I think he shot all rounds under par last year there in 66, 67, 70. I mean it was, it was a fun to watch. So hopefully he'll repeat that performance and uh, we can start getting back on track with him. 
Yeah, and then you have a couple other upperclassmen, Supowich, Bunta, Bean. Yep. And then Braden Jones, who kind of are your other yep. two returners there. Um, what do you need to see from those two guys? And I guess your younger guys, too. You have a bunch of younger guys just to take it up a notch and hopefully springboard that into the spring season. It's just uh, being more accurate, uh, not only – not necessarily even off the tee it's it's been our approach shots and our putting and so that's basically what we've been working on um during practice is you know everybody can get off the tee i mean everybody hits it long and far and they usually hit them hit hit it far enough to where they don't get in trouble so we got to figure out our our approach shots and if we do miss our approach shots just getting up and down so we're not getting those big scores, those doubles or triples um, that that really kill you during a round. Um, you know, I'm sitting there watching, you know, live scoring, you know, when it's like, all right, we're rolling. And all of a sudden, it's just like we dropped seven shots. And I'm like, what in the world just happened? And it's a seven and an eight and a six. And it's just, it just kills kills teams. I mean, you can't, you can't make that up. So we had to figure out a way to eliminate those mistakes um, because bogeys are going to happen. That's it, it, just nature of the beast. Um, we got to work work through that and get to where we can make that up, and then not have any, any more bad holes after that. So, it that's just where we're at right now as a team. Uh, Braden and Beam, they're they're grinding away to to get to where they need to be, um, and then you know who knows. You know we have. Everett and uh, Everett Carroll and Caden Eckroth, uh, Ramey Lloyd, um, those guys have been returners as well. So I'm looking for them to really step it up. Uh, Tyler White and Bryson Ferris as freshmen have done a great job. Um, and then, you know, you have Alex. I keep butchering his name, Maker <laughs> Chuck. Um Jack Sabetti and Logan Mason, you know, they're freshmen as well, and they're learning. I mean, they're they're realizing what college golf's about, and it, there's a difference between playing 6,000, 6,200 yards to 7,400 yards. I mean, it's a it's a huge difference, and it's a huge get, jump. So um, they're working hard every day. So we're we're gonna get there. I'm not I'm not worried about it. I just wish we were there now instead yeah. of later. So it's. Uh, it's something that it's a it's a work in progress, and um, ultimately we need to be ready to go come April. I mean that's sure. what we're working for. So sure. Um, women coming up this week, or I guess next week, um, are at CSU Pueblo for the farm Sam Prol. That's a typically a little bit bigger tournament with some more regional and RMAC competition. What are you kind of hoping to see in the in you know, what's a realistic goal for you in that tournament? Honestly, what I, I, I go into every tournament to win the damn thing. I mean, that's um, yeah. that's just my nature. Um, it's going to be a big field. It's going to be a good field. Um, the one thing I really like is all the whispering from the other coaches because historically in the past, South Dakota Mines hasn't been very good. And now we have them scared. Um, they're, you can hear the chatter. You can hear, oh, my God, you know, mine's beat us today. What? And, you know, to me, 
I can take that as a compliment or I can take that as an insult. And so we got to roll with, I, it's a little motivational factor for the girls of, you know, they, they take it as an insult. So they're going to be chomping at the bit to go prove that, Hey, this tournament wasn't a fluke. Last year wasn't a fluke. We're here to stay. We're here to compete and we're here to come over and kick you guys' butt now. I mean, we're not just showing up and giving you our entry fee. We're, um, we're here to do some damage. So, um, I'm looking, you know, Pebble Country Club, very, very easy. Not easy, but it's a good course for us, um, especially when we keep it in play. Um, it's not overly long. It reminds me just of Arrowhead, um, so which we play every single day. Uh, keep it straight. Hit the greens. You're going to be just fine, and I, I think that's what, uh, what, the, what we're going to, to be able to do next week. So. And then uh, men have another week off, so it'll be almost a month, actually, by the time between the home tournament and Billings. But what have you kind of seen from them? And just that Billings tournament is one you've historically had some success mm-hmm. in on both sides. So I guess what are you hoping to see there as well? I'm hoping that we go up there and everybody has played the course. They know the course. And they've gotten the two tournaments off of their back. Um it's just going to be another day of playing golf. I mean, that's the way they got to approach it. Uh, there's, there should be no pressure on it. Um, I mean, I say that, you know, obviously there's going to be pressure because people put it on themselves. But hopefully we can go up there and um, and do well. Uh, Billings has been playing really good lately. So it'll be fun to go up against them again. Um, I always like competing against them. Adam does a great job up there. Um, has a great program both on both sides and um it's fun playing against them i have really haven't seen who else is going to be up there this tournament was actually supposed to be today and tomorrow um unfortunately some regional schools decided to move their tournaments on top of it and and stole a bunch of teams so we he called me and we sat down and and asked if it would be good to keep going with it now or move it. And I said, hey, let's let's try and move it and see what happens. And and um, he got a lot of those teams back that were supposed to be here this week. So um, looking at the forecast, crossing fingers, um, it, it's looking good for now. Uh, Billings is just like rapid. You just never know. Um, it could be 70 or it could be snowing. It's, it's a gamble, but uh, I think it's one that's going to pay off. Um, course is in great shape they just held the double a state tournament there this last couple days so uh lake hills is a great track um and it's it's going to be a good uh, i think confidence booster for for everyone sure a couple times you've mentioned just wanting to you know kind of be ready for springtime march april um what do you kind of how hard is it as a coach to you know kind of go through a fall and then have potentially just so much time off in between. Is there a kind of a period of ramp up when you get to spring, or what? What does that look like for you? It's patience, <laughs> <laughs> a lot of patience, because you just never know, and you got to be able to adapt. Um, you know, myself and the and the players. Um, you know, we could be inside for three months, or it could be uh, we're outside, we're inside, we're outside, we're inside, we're outside, we're inside. It, it, it could drive you crazy, but um, 
it's just knowing that in the winter we have you know our facility that we can really buckle down and work on some things and and get some things dialed in um, to be ready to go whether we get outside or not um, hopefully we didn't have a winter like we did last year and we were inside the whole time up until we went out and played um, I think that really affected us um, on, on both sides on the men and women um, but they dealt with it to the best of the, their ability and that's just what we got to do I mean you just got to be patient with what mother nature throws at you I mean it's it's one thing I was told is one thing you can never control and that's the weather so no use worrying about it it's just it's gonna happen it's gonna happen and we got to have a, our plans uh, in place whether we're inside or outside and and get ready to go for when we start up again in March all right thank you so much for joining me Luke good luck as you wrap up your fall season here this month all right thank you thank you for joining us on today's episode of the coach's corner our coaches show brought to you from the KTEC studio thank you to our guests head coach of the football team Charlie Floor and director of golf Luke Wheeler you can always follow and subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify and we'll see you next week I'm Josh Van Valkenberg Gernert signing off thank you for listening to the hard rocker huddle with host josh van bulkenberg gernert follow on apple and spotify